JP Productions. You are now listening to the Sierra Unraveled podcast. This space was created to inspire, to encourage, and to connect all those who have gone through life and managed to stay sane. I mix my own personal drama, (laughs) I mean trauma, mental health, motherhood, domestic violence awareness, spirituality, and a whole lot of Sierra Unraveled. I'm so glad you're here. This season of Sierra Unraveled was created to bring women together, to realize that you are not the only one who's made it out the other side, and to show you if you're currently stuck that you can come out and life will go on. You will be just fine. However, we all know a huge factor in this is my faith. It's single-handedly one of the only reasons that I'm okay every day as I walk through the storms of life. Even on the days that tornadoes are swarming and the wind is whipping my giant mixed girl fro, my feet are deeply planted in Jesus and I will not be moved. I wanted to release something special for you this Christmas. The holidays suck most of the time and honestly they have for a while. I've never had a lot of money, so I can't spoil people the way I'd like. I usually just offer food and my time. After all, that's what's most important, right? I also have not always favored the holidays because it means that we have to be around family. Family members that we might not agree with, or they don't agree with you, or your life, or your choices, or in other situations, for me, I've had to be around my childhood abuser on more than one occasion. And then I have to question if I was even sane for allowing that to happen. And now, the family that I had chosen for myself, and I use air quotes around my family, (laughs) um, they're not together as I originally imagined. My ex and I were separated on my daughter's first Christmas. She was eight months old. Three years ago today, my ex laid in the guest bedroom of my mother's house and held out a ring. He asked me to marry him. Let's just ignore the fact that we had already been separated for a few months prior. But that exchange should have brought me so much joy, peace, and comfort. However, it could have well as just been a knife. A knife that would repeatedly stab my soul for the rest of my life. Lord knows I would have never left that man if I would have said yes. It's already bad enough that we had a baby together. And then after the shock wore off of what was actually occurring, I really asked myself, Do you want to secure your own death sentence? I understand that this statement is intense. I also understand my ex never put his hands on me physically, but because of what happened during our relationship, I would have definitely died inside. I already felt like I had been living on my deathbed. More so the actions surrounding my daughter and I and our relationship with him, it would have just been a matter of time before things escalated. Before he drank too much and hurt us, then couldn't remember what happened, so he would just deny it or he would lie and say he's sober and then get behind the wheel with us in the car again, or leave the stove on and fall asleep on the couch. So many possibilities when you're dealing with someone who is mentally unstable, unhappy with themselves, and for lack of a better term, miserable. When you are their main source of joy, it just becomes dangerous, period. Today I may not be celebrating Christmas the way I'd hope for my daughter, my family, but it's much better being free. Even as a Christian woman, of course, I still face shame. I have guilt about how things turned out. I've been praying, and I had been praying a long time before our separation that the situation would turn around. But unfortunately, people who are dependent on other people, drugs, or alcohol, and not the Lord, for their happiness very rarely get better. They are sick. And I don't mean like sick in like your nasty term. Well, 
in certain situations, yes. But I mean like in terms that I feel extreme pity for them because they are sick. They don't even know that they're sick. They don't realize, they don't understand. And the worst part is they don't care to. I wish so badly that I could help him get better, but I can't be responsible for that. It's up to him and ultimately God. To this day, I have love for his soul, as Jesus would. However, I cannot condone the abuse that occurred and still occurs in our detached relationship. All I can do is pray for him because for my daughter's sake, that's what I've been placed in his life to do. I was crying earlier while writing this because I've had this revelation that even with as much outreach as I'm doing with domestic violence, I could still never hate this man. I can hardly hate anyone. I do hate his sin and the choices that he's made sometimes, but who am I to judge? I realized that God chose me to have his child so that he could use me to work with him, work on him, and ultimately make me work on myself. We all, every single one of us, should be striving to be better individuals today than we were yesterday and not to succumb to our fleshly desires. It is so hard sometimes, but as I always say, he wouldn't have put us in this situation if he didn't think we could handle it. Matthew 5 verse 43 through 45, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Lamentations 1 verse 5, the Lord has brought her grief because of her many sins. Psalms 24 verse 3 through 4, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Revelation 12 verses 10 through 11, for the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Walking through scripture publicly is such an intimate thing for me. You wouldn't go on record probably and document everything that's privately happened between you and a loved one. And I love my relationship with Jesus However, I think it's important I share how and why I became a Jesus freak. <laughs> I never thought I'd be doing this, what I'm doing right now, sharing my life, connecting with other women, broadcasting, podcasting, writing, advocating, etc. I wonder how many people are saying I'm crazy right now. <laughs> I don't even care because they've never experienced this kind of joy or peace in the midst of a storm. Plus, it's only right that I talk about Jesus on his birthday. <laughs> Sheesh, no wonder I actually never cared that much for Christmas. It's because I didn't know Jesus. Okay, anyway, these verses that I just read over are a reminder of kind of what I went through when I first decided to leave my ex. Um, it was difficult for me, as it is for any woman, I imagine. Um, but just to get into it, like, number one, he abused me sexually, mentally, financially, emotionally, while physically causing damage to my personal property. I had to love him anyway. I have to love him anyway. Hence why I was determined to make it work and why I stayed for him as long as I did. Number two, grief. I mourned that relationship. I mourned my sin conceiving while not being married. I mourned not loving myself and, like, accepting trash love. 
I also mourned never getting married to someone I had a baby with, and I stepped away for our safety. I had to process that I would never have that picture-perfect family. A lot of sadness and depression went along with that. Number three, repentance. I wash my hands, come clean to our Lord and ask for forgiveness as well as express lots, lots of gratitude for loving me anyway and still being someone that I can come to for guidance, comfort, and love. And number four, by Jesus' death, I am forgiven. And now, I just do my absolute best to honor him. I pray throughout the day, I seek his presence, I listen to praise and worship music way more than I ever thought I would in my life and I'm totally loving all these genres I'm finding. Then there's like a triple bonus on top of it because worshiping always lifts my mood sevenfold. I read my Bible every day, whether it's a physical copy or just through the app. I embrace fasting on a weekly basis and as of recently, daily. <laughs> um, not by choice, but if I skip breakfast and I'm too busy, like I'm just like, all right, I'm supposed to be seeking the Lord in this, you know? I honestly don't know how I would get through any of the days without doing these things. And I'm not here to boast that I'm this amazing Christian because I am not. I just do my best and I'm trying. I'm just sharing with you because it's the only way that I've found to cope with my life without hurting myself or potentially hurting others. Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. This Christmas, whether you are spending it alone with your kiddos, walking on eggshells with your abuser, pretending everything is fine but behind closed doors it's not, or just trying to make sense of it all, I want you to know that you're not alone. Every emotion you are enduring, I've felt it or I'm currently experiencing it. I've been in every one of those positions, and it's so difficult, especially around the holidays. The holidays are supposed to be about family, generosity, and gratitude, and honestly, oh, and Jesus, first and foremost. <laughs> and honestly, some of these things are just hard to grasp, appreciate, or experience when you are walking through seasons as a victim or a survivor. I just want to remind you that you should give yourself more credit. You are strong and worth it every day just for getting up and facing the problems the world has presented, even if you've made some of these problems for yourself subconsciously. A very, very harsh truth I've had to repeatedly make myself accept. Seasons are always just temporary though. Genesis 41:52, God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. I also want you to know that although embarrassment, shame, anxiety, and guilt can surface, and likely will, it is important that we connect with others who may be walking through similar situations. It's one of my favorite things that this podcast has allowed me to do. Every woman I've met through the podcasting has brought me a lesson about love, forgiveness, about myself, or simply reminded me that I am not the only one struggling here. These people have been my angels. We can't connect like I'd like to due to COVID or I swear I'd be flying all over the place and road tripping everywhere to meet these women and making space for connection. But for now, virtually, this is what we've got. I will link some of my support groups that I'm in in my show notes. There are thousands of women on this journey. I know it's bittersweet because it's like depressing to know that there's a bunch of us out here that have gone through similar situations and men, sorry, men and women, more so men, do these things to their partners but also it's comforting knowing that the support is there if you just reach for it you don't have to engage either but we're there if you need us 
Also joining a support group is not a sign of weakness. I don't know who decided that was a thing, but it's super important to know that you're not alone. It's a place of peace and community. We are not meant to endure pain and difficult seasons alone. Titus 2 verse 3 through 5. Teach the older women to be reverent in the way that they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, ahem, ladies, drink responsibly, but to teach what is good. They can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. Lastly, it's really important, and I know I stress this a lot, but you have to be educating yourself. Continuous growth and learning is essential in this life. Your brain needs to be fed. Earlier this week, I found some great resources on co-parenting via YouTube. I'll list them in my show notes as well. The tools and bits of advice shared are crucial in mastering how to co-parent with someone who tries to control or manipulate you. I pray you find joy and hope this Christmas. You've walked through so much and you're still standing. So you, at the very least, owe it to yourself to throw yourself a party, eat all the cookies, watch all the movies, stay in your pajamas for a whole day. Crazy, I know. Let the dishes pile up, dance around the house, go for a walk in nature, sleep in a little, run a bath, whatever. Do whatever is going to get you through the holiday this year. I might not leave the house, but whatever we're doing, you better believe we're having fun over here. I'm sending all my love and hugs to you and yours this season. Stay safe, happy holidays, and as always, stop letting them unravel you because only you can unravel yourself. Oh yeah, and all I want for Christmas is for you to share my podcast with someone you know who might need it, religious or not. They might need some Sierra in their life, especially today. Plus, if you've never rated my show, please do that. It helps others find my content. Bless you and have a very Merry Christmas.